Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It is a huge weekend for the Dodgers as they face the revamped Padres. Three-game set starts tonight. Coverage begins here on 1140 The Bet at 6 p.m. And here to help us navigate everything in that series and the trade deadline is Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman. Insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Welcome back to the program, John. It has been too long, but this seismic week and the MLB trade deadline, there's nobody better to enlist than you to break all of this down. But before we get into the Padres and the Dodgers, I got to ask you about pretty much the beacon of consistency in this uh, year's season. Before the season started, Aaron Judge decided to bet on himself contract-wise, is now flirting with the single-season home run record. Where does this rank in your calling-your-own-shot pantheon, and how disastrous would it be for the Yankees' brand and organization if he were to wear any other uniform? besides the pinstripes yeah i guess the calling your own shot i mean that makes me think of babe roots in the world series against the cubs but uh, great job by judge certainly better himself and he's won big i mean there's no question about it uh, at this point in my mind he's clearly the mvp in the american league and uh, he's in the driver's seat in terms of negotiation what he asked for uh, before uh, i'm sure the yankees will have to pay that and probably more. So uh, he was looking to be in that range right there with uh, Garrett Cole and Trout and Doan, that 35 to $37 million a year range. And uh, I think he's proven that he's worth every bit of that, and he may get even more than that. So uh, good for him. Well, if anything, the legend continues to grow, and we know that New York loves a narrative, but uh, the narrative has shifted in the NL West, or at least it's it's seeming to be the Padres make a big splash with the Juan Soto trade, uh, but the Nationals get a big haul for him and Josh Bell back. We know what the timeline for the Padres is in terms of their urgency. It is time to win now, but where does this leave the Nationals in their timeline? They're only a few seasons removed from the title. I mean, is this milk it and slow rebuild until you have a core worth supplementing again? Yeah, I mean, I think the Nats did well. I mean, they got a haul of prospects, so they're in good shape um, for the future. Not this year, not next year, but, I mean, Robert Hassel is uh, going to be a great hitter. Uh, James Wood is going to be uh, – I don't know if he's going to be the next McCovey like they think, but he's going to be awfully good. Um, I like Mackenzie Gore, could be an ace. Um, I thought they did great. I really did. I thought the Nats did great, uh, but obviously the Padres were the big winner. Uh, this trade deadline season. And John, I, I don't want to be negative because I applaud the Padres for really going after it. And of course, going up against the Goliaths that is the Dodgers and all the talent on LA. But for the Padres, are they really going to re-sign Juan Soto and, and put him with Tatis and Machado? Because I can't imagine that they're going to keep that core. That is mighty expensive for a quote-unquote small market team. 
Well, we couldn't imagine that they were going to sign Eric Hosmer, if you remember, even at $140 million. Then we couldn't imagine that they were going to sign Manny Machado. Then they went and signed Tatis for $341 million. Now they've obtained Soto. So I, I'm never betting against them. You would think it's out of their price range, um, particularly after he turned down the $440 million. But, uh, you know, they obviously want to win. They're putting winning first. I wish every organization did that. I applaud them. I think it's terrific. Yeah, it's always good to see teams bet on themselves as well as players, but I, there's so many teams that are kind of in the mix right now. We still have quite a bit of season left, but not that much. So your thoughts on the Red Hot AL West, or not AL West, just the AL Wild Card race, because even the Red Sox, who get beat up at least a couple times a week, seem to be hanging around with the rest of that division. <laughs> well, Baltimore uh, decided to sell. Uh, they're kind of on the cusp of the race, so... You know, I, I wouldn't bet on them at this moment. Um, you know, I get it. A small market team, their ownership is fighting with each other. Boston, uh, too many injury questions, I think. Uh, they've had a rough season compared to what we thought from them. You know, I mean, it's Seattle's uh, to, to win at this point, I think. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs for two decades. That's not easy to do when you're a big market team, or at least a high-revenue team, uh, to not make the playoffs for two straight decades. You wonder what goes on there. You would think that they will grab that final spot, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody's made any money betting on the Mariners in the last uh, 20 years. So we shall see. Unpredictable, but you would think Seattle is in good position. Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman joining us here on the Playmakers. And, John, uh, the most baffling team to do either nothing or minimal moves out of these four teams, the White Sox, the Rays, the Mets, or the Guardians? Well, the Mets did some stuff. Well, I, I didn't applaud them at, at the New York Post. I, I took kind of took them to task. I'm kind of feeling uh, maybe bad right now with Naquin hitting two home runs yesterday. You know, they did get a, a platoon at the DH, adding uh, Vogelbach and Ruff. They added Givens. So I, I wouldn't say uh, the Mets. Um, you know, I, I kind of think maybe it's the White Sox, so they don't have a lot of prospects left to trade. Uh, it's been a rough year there. They're hanging around the race only because they're in a very, very weak division. Thought that maybe they would try to take advantage. The Twins ended up trading for three pitchers. So I give them credit. They got Maley, who I think is really good, underrated with from the Reds, uh, Jorge Lopez, uh, Fulmer. So I think compared to what their main competitor did, I, I think the White Sox really were a loser. But the thing is, uh, John, is that the AL Central is kind of like the NFC East where somebody has to win it, I guess. And I'm a Twins fan, and I know everybody's excited about going to get some pitchers, but we know what happens in the first round of the playoffs, especially when they play against the Yankees. And I'm just like, well, even if they do end up playing a wild card team, in many ways that wild card team could probably be stronger than what the Twins are this, this year and what they've had to face on a consistent basis. Well, that may be the case, but uh, you never know what can happen. I mean, if they're playing the Yankees, I think we know what's going to happen. But no wins. Uh, you know, I'm not going to count. Yeah, I'm not going to count them out against somebody else. It it does feel like the Yankees have their number, whether it's psychological or what. But they'll be playing somebody else in that first round. So, um, you know, I'm not going to count them out. I like what they did. They have very good lineup, and uh, they needed to improve their pitching, and they did that. So I, I applaud them. 
Which uh, NL division leading team do you think is most vulnerable at this juncture? We know that the Cardinals are locked in that battle with the Brewers, but, you know, the Dodgers now have a lot more competition, but plenty of room to breathe in terms of the divisional lead. But the Mets you've already mentioned as well. Who do you think is most vulnerable in terms of that long-term postseason success this year that we're all looking for? Well, I'd say vulnerable might be the Brewers. At this point, they're now tied for first, and they had been in front, and they had a rough trade deadline that traded Hader. I mean, I think everyone in the clubhouse was not too pleased about that. To be in first place and and trade perhaps the best closer in the game, that certainly doesn't lift the spirits of the guys in the clubhouse. And he's looked good with San Diego so far. Meanwhile, they've lost two games out of the bullpen since they traded Hader. Um, You know, I, I understood that trade to some degree. What I didn't understand from them is how they didn't really add any offense. They did get Ruiz, a young potential center fielder, in that deal, maybe he will provide a little bit of offense, but I thought they needed a proven bat. A lot of the proven bats came out of that central. Maybe they didn't want to trade with the Brewers. I don't know. I mean, Happ was not traded. Contreras was not traded. Drury, another guy went to the Padres. I mean, he, he's like the fourth guy who went to the Padres. You know, who, Brewers really did very little. Um, like I said, I'm not going to kill him on the hater deal if they had done something else to counterbalance it, but uh, I think that's a real downer for the team, and I think it's showing so far. No faith in Devin Williams, though, for the Brewers? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good pitcher, um, but he's great as a setup man. You know, you you now have him as, I mean, I guess he's probably the co-closer with Rodgers. Still not a bad back end of the bullpen, but they're the best back end in baseball, and they gave it away. Uh, and that's true. John Heyman joining us here on the Playmakers, and since we are home, of the Dodgers here in Las Vegas. Uh, I kind of want to talk about what the Dodgers did. Uh, they took a flyer on Joey Gallo, low-risk, high-reward situation. Chris Taylor, Dustin May are expected to come back from injuries. Obviously not as flashy as the Padres and other teams for this trade deadline. But what do you think of the Dodgers with what they did in the trade deadline and how they're looking as we head towards October? Well, I like the way you put that, but you know, I could say that uh, the Padres got arguably the best player in the game and the Dodgers got arguably the worst player in the game. So, you know, maybe that wasn't as positive as the way you put it. But, you know, we just saw him in New York, and I don't know what happened. Uh, It just appears like he was one of those guys who never adjusted, was in New York for a little more than a year and hit around 160 in that period. I think it might be a little bit lower than that, but in that area. And uh, just did not adjust to New York. I do think he'll be better elsewhere. I thought Milwaukee would nice spots kind of the opposite of new york la still a lot of pressure we shall see he does have talent obviously two-time all-star two-time gold glove winner multiple time 30 home run guy so he doesn't have it in him and uh, probably worth a flyer um i like the way you put that low risk low was low risk high reward i don't know we'll see if that reward comes in though I don't know. We're all about positive spin of the uh, unexplainable here of the playmakers. That was very positive. But yeah. they don't. They. But to be fair, John, like they, I, I'm. I'm assuming the Dodgers front office is looking at all the players that are going to come back from injuries as they head into October as some of the trades. Like these are the additions to the roster, right? Yeah, I mean they have a lot of players coming back. Bueller potentially, May Taylor. Uh, and the players they have are performing fantastically. They have a terrific team. They have a great system, um, you know, arguably the best organization in baseball. They're fantastic. I mean, I was just talking about what they did as a deadline. 
which was, you know, watch their competitor get, you know, three outstanding hitters and a great closer, and they added a guy who was hitting 160. So at the deadline, it wasn't all, you know, roses for them, but they are probably the best team in the game. They've played like it, and they have a lot of great players coming back. So, I mean, they're obviously in great shape. I'm just – I was just – Talking about the deadline, and, you know, you're not going to be what the Padres did. I mean, no. the Padres improved uh, immeasurably. Yeah, but at least we have the embarrassment of riches that is uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. But speaking of just, like, straight-up embarrassment, the Angels hit seven solo home runs last night and still <laughs> lost to the Athletics. I feel like it's bad news bears. Even their positive headlines have a negative lining. Trout is out for long-term, and Otani is hitting multiple home runs a night after cramping the night before. But are the Angels' best plays for him? I know that trade uh, rumors certainly quelled down, but where's the best fit for this man of many talents? Yeah, well, I guess we're going to find out uh, maybe at the next trade deadline. Um, you know, certainly he seemed noncommittal about staying with the Angels. Um, you know, they couldn't pull the trigger this time. It's very difficult. Trout is out. Rendon is out. Easy for me and rivals to say they should have traded him. But, you know, it's difficult. If you're the owner, you've got a, a draw, a guy who's, you know, everybody's got their eyes on. It keeps things exciting. Your other two stars are out. Um, I get it. I'm not. I'm not going to kill them. Uh, I understand they're in a tough spot, but his comments kind of suggested like maybe he's going to play it out as a free agent. I'm just reading between the lines. Don't know. He didn't say that specifically, but you know they haven't been able to win there. And certainly with him making five million now and probably worth fifty million a year, and them always staying under the luxury tax threshold um you know it's going to be even more difficult for them to win and i'm assuming that he probably wants to win so you know they probably have him for another you know year and plus and probably that's it but enjoy him while he's there (laughs) damn right uh john we were lucky enough um to speak with tim neverett who was actually on the call for the Dodgers with Rick Monday as the news came out. Of course, not only the trade deadline this week, but baseball lost a legend in Vince Scully. Uh, And everyone seems to have a memory. And, of course, with your history in the game and covering it for so long, uh, I'm curious for you, what's the one memory that sticks out in terms of Vince Scully? Yeah, first of all, I'll say, I mean, he's the greatest baseball broadcaster of all time. I can't imagine anyone ever matching him, topping him 67 years just a fabulous entertainer, did it all by himself on the Dodger broadcast and uh, had a great story about everyone, um, knew how to set the moment and make things exciting every single game. Um, just the best, the best who ever lived, uh, no question about it. For me, um, you know, he's a gentleman. Um, I had a couple occasions to meet him. Uh, the most recent time was a few years ago I was – meeting with Dennis Gilbert, his agent, coincidentally, just a a guy that I know who was an agent of players for many, many years uh, for breakfast in Beverly Hills, and uh, we ran late. His next appointment was with Vin Scully, and uh, Vin Scully came in, and uh, my daughter and I were meeting with Dennis or having a bagel with him in Beverly Hills, and, uh, you know, he could not have been nicer to both me and to my daughter, uh, just a terrific, terrific gentleman. Uh, you know, not every legend is like that. He, he treated everybody 
very nicely and just a classy guy beyond being the greatest broadcast baseball broadcaster of all time, inarguably the greatest. Yeah, some legends are just better in person, but I'm happy that we were able to get you on the phone today. John, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. We appreciate your insight, especially as we ramp up postseason baseball talk here on 1140 The Bet, something that we're very used to as the radio home of the Dodgers here in the Valley. Be well and stay hydrated, my friend. All right, sounds good. Good talking to you. See you later. There it is. That was Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveways nationwide in their driveways nationwide inventory. Words are difficult to say. Making fun of Michigan is never difficult. We're talking Michigan hockey next here on the Playmakers. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.